In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even... Even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your daily rundown of all the crazy shit going on in the news brought to you by your two funniest friends which is us uh, brian Ooh. and i are both coming at you from uh internet crises yeah it's been a shit show for those of you listening um we are both on our phones this is us doing the intro again um mm-hmm. it's been a day i've been on i've been on the phone with my internet people for like two hours i have accomplished nothing Yeah, I've been in sort of a back and forth issue with um, my internet provider will say that they uh, rhymes with smoptimum and um, they keep telling me my internet is fixed and the bottom line is frankly it's not. It is that it's it's frankly not fixed. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. Brian. Should we talk very briefly about all of the fun and interesting content we have coming up on, on the Betches Sup channel? For sure, for sure, for sure. Tomorrow, um, the second episode of our limited series, Do You Know Who My Dad Is, is coming to you on this stream right here. We are, t- we are talking about Hollywood nepotism and more specifically the Disney family and the Barrymore family. Did you know that Drew Barrymore comes from like a sixth generation actor family? I knew that her like her dad was a famous actor, but I did not know it went that deep. That's very interesting. Very mm-hmm. And in your feeds right now, released yesterday, is a very special episode of this podcast where Amanda, Caitlin, Sammy, and I all talk about sexism in the 2020 election. So definitely check that out. We chat about all kinds of things. And there's, there should be a new episode of our Save 2020 series coming out yeah. soon. Yeah, we have on Tuesday came out the Why Your Vote Matters. You can watch it on the Betches stuff in IGTV or the Betches IGTV. And then on Tuesday, we have a uh, episode all about the Electoral College, breaking down what it is and why we use it and why it's kind of antiquated at this point. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so well, I'm that, excited. Yeah, keep, it, keep your eyes and ears out for all of that stuff. Should we get into the news? We should. Okay. Uh, In recent weeks, we have heard that doses of a coronavirus vaccine could be available as soon as November. Brian, can you think of anything else that's going to happen in November? (laughs) You know what? I um, Thanksgiving. Uh, Exactly. We all, (laughs) everyone's going to get a coronavirus vaccine for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 
So Trump has been emphasizing the speed of the vaccine as part of his case for re-election. He's been trying to tout that it could be coming in a couple weeks, as early as October. But the director of the Center for Disease Control has other thoughts. Dr. Robert Redfield said yesterday that it would take about six to nine months for all Americans to be vaccinated and to achieve large-scale immunity. He also said that the vaccine probably won't be widely available until the third or fourth quarter of 2021, meaning summer or fall of next year. And that's, and that's we're talking available. Isn't then that? Yeah. We get into the process of like distributing in it and trying to actually develop larger scale immunity. And it's like, that was like a, oh fuck moment. <laughs> You know, well, like, you know what? Big, like, oh shit! It it was an oh fuck moment here at the at the Morales household because we uh, our wedding is next summer, and uh -huh. this whole time it's been like at the beginning of COVID, everyone was like, oh my god, you're so lucky you picked August of 2021. Like, you're gonna be so fine. And then like the time kept going, and people were like. It should be fine. It's fine. And now, like, today we were reading this news, and, I, and we were like, I think we're going to have to rethink some things about yeah. the wedding. <laughs> I mean, here's where I'm at. It is totally dependent on who wins this election in November. Yep. You know, like, because at the um, Dr. Robert Redfield also was talking about how you know, a mask is probably more going to be more, would be more effective at controlling the spread of coronavirus than a vaccine. So, and like basically saying in six weeks, we could have, if everyone put on a mask today in social distance, everyone in America in six weeks, we yes. could be functioning at a, in a more normal way. And exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, you know, I'm not counting on a vaccine being available by my wedding or widely distributed by my wedding at this point. But if Joe Biden has been president for the past eight months, then there's a national mask mandate. And like, cause I, I don't know if he's officially said that he would do one, but I know he said like his team believes that like you, the president constitutionally can do one. So obviously at least he supports masks more. So it's just like, Maybe the virus will be in a place where different things are possible. Maybe rapid testing will be really widely available. You know, it's mm -hmm. a, like, like I'm not really counting on at this point a vaccine being available. But if Joe Biden's been president for eight months, then it'll hopefully be the virus will be a way more manageable scenario. It'll be like, here's another stimulus check. Stay home. Don't work. You know, yeah. and, and that's all they really need to do for like a month and we'll be like functioning. It's so, it's so, it's like a little frustrating it's, to think about. <laughs> I mean, it's what every other country did. Mm -hmm. It's not even a hypothetical scenario at this point. It's just like, look around you. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click 
gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com, and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So shortly after Redfield's testimony, Trump publicly contradicted him. The president insisted 100 million doses will be ready by the end of 2020. Uh, Here's Trump on Redfield's expert opinion. And uh, as you know, we're very close to that. We'll be able to distribute at least 100 million vaccine doses by the end of 2020. Dr. Redfield confirmed that it looked like November, December, the first doses would be able to be uh, distributed. No, I, I think he made a mistake when he said that. It's just incorrect information. And I called him. And he didn't tell me that. And I think he got the message maybe confused. Maybe it was stated incorrectly. I called him. I said, what did you mean by that? And I think he just made a mistake. He just made a mistake. I think he misunderstood the question, probably. Under no circumstance will it be as late as the doctor said. Cool. Yeah. I mean, who are we going to believe? The guy who constantly lies or the... (laughs) scientist the literal doctor <laughs> it's just like, who has, the guy who has everything to gain by lying or the guy who has absolutely nothing to gain by lying <laughs> i know and it's like i can't imagine being a scientist or like someone who works for the cdc right now where it's like all i wanted to do was like work in a lab and like do sciencey shit but i don't even i can't even like make up one thing that they would do because i have no I, fucking idea but it's like <laughs> and now they're like in the middle of this like political fight because the president is just like a 
sociopathic liar. It's really, you know, and then so Redfield also said that given how far away a vaccine may be, uh, we should all assume masks are our main source of protection, kind of like what we were saying before. Let's listen to that clip. Face masks, these face masks are the most important, powerful public health tool we have. And they are our best defense. I might even go so far as to say that this face mask is more guaranteed to protect me against COVID than when I take a COVID vaccine. As far as the mask is concerned, he made a mistake. So yeah, he, I mean, it's all there in not black and white, but in audio, it's like, uh, you know, a piece of fucking cloth on your face. It's not that hard to to protect yourselves. But now the issue has become completely politicized because in Trump's America, everything has to be and everything has to be a culture war. And now we have like psychos. I don't know if you saw that video on Twitter of like people like basically storming into a Target anti-mask mm-hmm. people and being like, take your masks off and like screaming. And it's it is just like I don't understand. It's just like people who have never been oppressed in their lives just want to feel oppressed. Like, yeah, I, it's so frustrating. Like. Just get you like you have it so well. You have it so easy. Like shut the fuck up. No other piece of clothing that there are many pieces of clothing that are required when you're out in public. Mm-hmm. No one says that's oppressing you. No one mm-hmm. says it's oppressing you to be wearing pants. Mm-hmm. Like, like why are we all nude all the time? Because it's exactly a norm. is it is it oppressive for a restaurant to be like, sorry, you have to keep your shoes on in the restaurant? Like, <laughs> it's, it's not oppressing it's, you. I know it's just it is just so frustrating, and you know, Trump continues to politicize fucking masks when he, we know it's always like I don't understand the logic. There is no logic behind it. Um, Trump responded to this statement uh, this way. I think there's a lot of problems with masks. No, vaccine is much more effective than the masks. When I called up uh, Robert today, I said to him, uh, what's with the mask? He said, I think I answered that question incorrectly. I think maybe he misunderstood it. As far as the mask is concerned, he made a mistake. The mask is a mixed bag. There are some people that don't like the mask because of the touchiness and the touching and then you're touching everything else. They have they feel that masks have problems. Literally, what does that mean? (laughs) What is he even saying that because of the touchiness and then you're touching and you have problems? There is just no, there is just no reason for this. It is like inexplicable. And you have the, you see that, that clip that went viral that was like all these people at the anti-mask parade or something. Yes. And it's even gotten to this point where it's like running in these conspiracy theories, which is like, I hate masks because molesters love them. Like, yes. Well, well, all that QAnon weird far conspiracy world is like very obsessed with pedophiles. And it's, they're very obsessed with pedophiles. And it's strange because there's like more pedophiles in the Republican party, like (laughs) that are like on the record being known pedophiles, like Roy Moore. And like, I know because, but it's, it's weird because I feel like with, this particular thread of conspiracy theorists, they're never interested in any of the actual crazy shit that's going on. Like they're never interested in like the fact that Russia fully hacked our election or 
Like mm -hmm. that maybe there's someone giving forced hysterectomies in an ICE detention facility. Like they're not concerned with any of that kids being separated at the border, but like, like mystery pedophiles that put that sell kids on Wayfair. Like that is the conspiracy they, that they're they interested in. There was a, there's a conspiracy that the, like those, those gigantic like refrigerators that they would put the dead bodies in New York city in yes. during COVID are like used to traffic children. Like what is wrong? Like what is wrong with these people? And like, all I have to say is the letter right. Q, the letter Q has been ruined for me. I know we gotta, we gotta get Q out of the alphabet. Q's done. Um, Q's over, unfortunately. So, and you is on notice because yeah. you never see Q out there without you tagging right mm -hmm. along next to him. You better be careful, you. You better be careful. We're watching you. Um, so Redfield later tweeted a version of, like, did I stutter? He said, I 100% believe in the importance of vaccines and the importance in particular of a COVID-19 vaccine. A COVID-19 vaccine is the thing that will get Americans back to normal everyday life. The best defense we currently have against the virus are the important mitigation efforts of wearing a mask, washing your hands, social distancing, and being careful about crowds. Hashtag COVID-19. Yeah, I mean, it's just another, like, like Trump is literally fighting with scientists publicly. And... Mm -hmm there's a contingency of people in this country who choose to believe him. And that's really fucking crazy. Um, speaking of conspiracy theorists mm -hmm. and conspiracies, a top official uh, at the HHS is taking a leave of absence after going on an insane Facebook live rant, accusing the CDC of sedition. Um, and just like, as a, as a 10th grade history note, sedition means to conduct speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state or monarch. So well, um, that shows what he thinks of our current uh, executive. So Michael Caputo is a top HHS official, and he's in charge of the administration's messaging about the virus. So yeah, obviously he, yeah. killing it at his job. He's, he's another Trump appointee slash Trump, you know, lover, you know, Trump lover. Yeah. He like has no medical background or anything. Mm -hmm. So, um, let's just listen to uh, a clip of him doing his job, which is, uh, articulating the message of the Trump administration. There are scientists working for this government who do not want America to get better. Did you hear me? There are scientists who work for this government who do not want America to get well, not until after Joe Biden is, been, is president. It's a fact. I know it because I've heard it. They can, these people cannot, cannot allow America to get better, nor can they allow America to hear good news. Nothing is funnier to me or a bigger encapsulation of the time that we live in than him being like, it's a fact. I know it. Because I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Where did you hear it? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's, it's a fact because I know it. Um, these people, it's a fact these, because I read it. Like, what are you saying? These people, <laughs> the, 
these people are just like really, really leaning into the us versus them strategy, like as hard as they fucking can. Caputo Um, in this same rant, he also urged Trump supporters to buy ammunition to support Trump if he refuses to stand down when Biden wins. So literally being like, let's do a civil war. He also suggested that someone was out to kill him, but but then also what did say like, my mental health's not great, which is like, (laughs) at least he, you know, listen, a lot of us are struggling in quarantine. A Mm -hmm. lot of people are struggling in quarantine. So no shade to him on that. But um, Caputo has since, issued a statement saying that he was receiving treatment for a lymphatic issue, which contributed to his stress level, um, which does not really explain <laughs> yeah. what happened. Uh, he also said his family was getting threats of violence, uh, which may or may not be true. He will take a 60-day leave of absence from his post and has deleted his social media. So... Pretty big day for the guy in charge of messaging about COVID at the HHS. Deleted yeah. all of his social media. I mean, I'm glad that he won't be around, uh, but I hope he gets better if he indeed is suffering. You know, I don't want anyone yes. to suffer. However, you could say this about like almost every single person working in the Trump administration that they are dealing with mental health issues. Yes. Um, it doesn't make him like that special. <laughs> so. Absolutely not. So let's wrap it up with a conversation about J.K. Rowling. Oh. Um, now this is especially hard for Lisa and I. So, and you know, trans people. Yes. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> In particular, trans people. Yeah. Um, J.K. Rowling is doubling down on her transphobia with her next book, which reportedly follows the story of a cis male serial killer who wears a dress as he murders his cis female victims. It is a book, like, what from, like, her, like, Goliath thing. Like her Robert Goliath Galbraith. Thing. The oh, man Galbraith. that she pretends to be to sell books. Yeah. Yes. She doesn't even, well, like, well, I mean, like, J.K. Rowling is even, like, a pseudonym. She doesn't go by yes. J.K. Yeah. But that's she, another issue about, you know, I don't know. But why would, yeah, why wouldn't she make her pen name a female? I don't know. It's a little, you know what I mean? It's kind of, like, contradictory of herself. Um, so the concept that cis men are just dying to dress in drag or pose as trans women to harm women is false and dangerous. And it's what drives things like bathroom bans and discrimination against trans women and housing. And so when J.K. Rowling makes these... And so the issue with this book also is it further perpetuates the stereotype that trans women are, like, out to get women. Um, They are not. They are women who are finally comfortable enough uh, identifying and portraying out that publicly to the world. And it's very brave. And they are an extremely, extremely marginalized community. They are probably the most marginalized community in our society. And when you make statements about them as such a powerful person, there is, there is no punching any lower than what J.K. Rowling is doing. And it's it is- 100%, like that's 100% true. And I mean, it's just like, first of all, 
a trans woman is not a man in a dress, which is what J.K. Rowling clearly believes. And it's just like, honestly, it sucks. Like, you and I are really big Harry Potter fans. We love HP. And it's a real bummer to see, like, not just that she's a bigot, and not just that she's, like, an activist bigot, but that she also is, like, I don't know, you, like, she's, like, using her powers for evil, like, the same writing that I grew up loving that really helped me growing up and was something that was, like, brought so much positivity in my life. Like, she's, she's changed, she's using her powers to do harm. I have a fucking Harry Potter tattoo. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> I'm, like, what do I do about it at this point? I know, you know? but yours it's is really like, good, though, and I don't think it... Na- <laughs> Brian's is of the Whomping Willow, and it's really good. It's subtle. It's subtle. Yes. I would say, like, you wouldn't know it's Harry Potter. It could just really be a tree. And, like, it's just really frustrating because I, I – the same thing for me, Elise, is, like, it was something that brought me so much comfort as a, like, you know, a depressed, closeted teenager, you know, gay kid, you know, like yeah. – And it was, like – and that's the whole frustrating thing is it's about, like – the underdog persevering against, you know, impossible chances. And yeah, and there's so much, there's so much explicit stuff in the books that's like, you shouldn't judge people for like, for being themselves and like saying slurs is bad. And like, it does like, like all this stuff about like, you know, how the Voldemort people believe in like pure bloods and how that's wrong. And like, Umbridge is doesn't have respect for like other magical creatures and that's wrong. So it's like there's so much explicit messaging in there that is against this that it feels like such an like extra betrayal for her to be this way. It is it is it, it really is and it's just so frustrating because she must know that she's hurting people because she's been t- she's been told that this is personally hurting me. She's hurt. She's heard this from people. Yes. And she's done nothing. She's doubling down on it. And it's like, no, she seems, just, she's obsessed. She literally just, can't stop. Just shut the fuck up. Like, and tweet, like someone said, someone tweeted something that was like, just like every Christmas tweet that Hagrid wishes you all a very Merry Christmas. Like you could be like a cute, like book author. <laughs> literally. That's what I've, I've been saying this. And I mean, like, Ultimately, it's probably better that her transphobia comes out in the open so that we're not all, like, inadvertently supporting this transphobe. But there was a world for her where she could have just been privately transphobic and didn't write this weird book or any of her weird medium posts, and we would only have, and she would have died beloved by everyone, and then someone would have done, like, a hardcore biography of her and like there would have been a really controversial chapter about her beliefs on trans people. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, like that could have been her path, but instead it's like, God damn. And it's so sad. Like so many members of the cast of the movies have now had to come out and be like, yeah, we definitely don't uh, support this except for Robbie Coltrane who played Hagrid, who was like, no, I support JK Rowling. And it's like, Hagrid, what the hell? Just don't say anything. Yeah. You know what, Hagrid? You're not educated on this issue. So why don't you keep your fucking mouth shut about this and tend to your garden? Yeah, you would think as a half-giant, he would sympathize with minorities, but, you know, he isn't for whatever reason. People got blind spots. People got blind spots. They do. Um, So... (laughs) 
the, the book comes after Rowling said she was returning an award from a human rights group linked to the Kennedy family after the president of the organization criticized her transphobic comment. So I guess just don't buy this book. I mean, I have all yeah. the Harry Potter books. I, I was talking to Dylan about it. It's not like I'm going to go burn them. No. I'm not going to, like, burn my, my Harry Potter books. Um, I don't, like, I'm having a tough time figuring out that artist versus the art thing with this. Yes. I, it's, it's really hard to figure out. I don't know where I stand as of now. I stand in the movies that I will watch the movies because, I, like, they are. Yeah. Um, it's a group effort, you know? <laughs> I think I'm not going to this and my 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 feelings about this are always evolving because she, every week she does a new hor- horrific thing. So where I'm feeling right now is like I'm not giving her any more of my money. The books mm-hmm. that I have are the books that I have and if I choose to read them again or read them to my kid when such a time comes along like whatever, I bought those in 1997. Like yeah. I have them. I'm not giving her any more of my money. I'm not going to support any of her future endeavors. And when I do share the books with my kid, you know, I think you can have a conversation with them and be like, hey, you know how this book teaches you that, like, actually you're supposed to have respect for people and that you're, like, not supposed to judge them? It turns out that the author didn't always live up to that. And it's like mm-hmm. that sometimes, sometimes that happens. I mean, that's an important lesson. I like that. Yeah. So that's, that's, where I, that's the conclusion that I've come to with it. But tomorrow she could release another, she could be like, do, be like I'm starting a transphobic television program where I just <laughs> yeah. yell at the camera and then I'll be like, okay, well now I just have to get rid of the books, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day she makes a new, she makes it worse. So it, that's where I'm at as of this recording today. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's good. I think that's fair. Should we leave uh, it there? I think so. All right. Um, until the return of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to sup at Betches.com. Batches.